Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. So yesterday, the news came down that Daniel Alfredson was finally accepted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. And where was the former public address announcer at 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon? He was on his 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 iPad watching Queen of the South on Netflix. <laughs> I, I, I told myself earlier in the day, I said, it's coming out at 3 o'clock, coming out at 3 o'clock. Where was I watching Queen of the South? You should have set an alarm or something like that on your phone. I would have expected you to be, like, glued to the TV watching the announcement. Well, I get caught up in a show, and I, lo- I lose where I am, so I've, I forgot. And my phone starts blowing up just after the announcement was made. Oh, my God, he's in, he's in. And I celebrated with everybody else on, on the Twitter machine. Mm-hmm. So how was Daniel Alfredson yesterday? Like, this guy is... Such a classy guy. He is a king in our city. Uh, six, uh, six, it was picks in the, in the sixth round, and he went on to become the, the captain, a leader on and off the ice. I remember when he came into the studios in 2007 for his You Know Who I Am campaign for the Royal Ottawa Mental Health mm-hmm. Center. And that was the first time I saw a hockey player as a, as a human. I mean, you know what I'm trying to say. like Yeah, he really just opening up about the personal side of, you know, being a professional athlete and the things that go on with that. And there's a lot of layers to that. And he sat in a studio that morning with us and opened his heart and, and really made us understand what mental health does to your family by sharing his sister's story. And uh, the guy, I cannot say enough good things about number 11. I enjoyed announcing his name night after night, announcing goals. <laughs> do you want to, can we, can we get a little, can we get a little announcer here right now? Can you do it? <laughs> I'm a little rusty. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Senator's goal. The Senator scored my number 11 in the middle. Daniel Alfredson. <laughs> I forgot to mention, you're captain. So how did Daniel react to the news yesterday? We contacted him and he said this. It is a really humbling honor to get this when you think about the people that's there before and especially to get this recognition uh, in a Canadian uh, market and knowing how much hockey means to the city and I know how much uh, this recognition will mean to the fans of Ottawa as well. It's uh, it's truly humbling. There was many nights, uh, many mornings when I would wake up after announcing a, a senator's game the night before and my voice was hoarse from announcing all the alfreds and stuff yeah because he was just like a superstar out on the yeah. ice you know it's interesting i was reading up on uh you know how he even got to ottawa uh like you said he was a sixth round draft pick yeah. um but apparently like uh, the guy who helped with our scouting and everything like that for the team really had to sell him like he was on nobody's radar in, and, in, in like, the European League. Like, nobody really – he hadn't made a name for himself yet, but I guess we wanted to take a shot on him because we saw the potential. Everyone fell in love with Daniel Alfredson the night he scored the goal in Buffalo um, to advance the, the next round, to the, and not, to advance to the Stanley Cup final. That was the moment where he was solidified in this town. Yeah, everyone was just like, okay, yeah. we made the right choice. Yes. We love this guy. So, to Daniel <laughs> Alfredson, congratulations. You go in the hall November 14th. When you think useless – Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. All right, boys and girls, gather around the old radio machine for another mind-blowing useless fact, this time involving our eyes. Okay? Okay. Our eyes can distinguish about 10 million different colors. (laughs) Mind-blowing. Now, I don't know about your eyes, but I can't do that. Oh, you're partly colorblind? I'm not colorblind, but uh, I get confused sometimes with colors. Like what colors? Like what do you mean? Uh, like when you say fuchsia, I don't see fuchsia. I see something else. 
You see what color? I don't know. <laughs> Not fuchsia. <laughs> Sounds like you might be partly colorblind. I think my boyfriend is. I mean, he sometimes is just like, uh, this is brown. And I was like, that's navy blue. Like, what? <laughs> well, remember a couple of years ago on the internet, there was like, uh, was it was a dress? A dress? and The gold dress? Yeah, the gold or the blue and white yeah. dress, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's uh, been something with like shoes that yes, have happened the shoe before yeah. as well. So. And everyone knows the shoe was pink. Was it? Yes, it was. <laughs> How do you rate that fact, you know? Um, I, I think it's all right. I think I'll give you a 7.5 this morning. Okay. Uh, Angie? Oh, she's not here. Slacker. <laughs> On vacation. All right. So the text machine we go, if you're new to the show, uh, you rate that fact from 1 to 10, 1 being the worst thing you've ever heard, to 10 being the best thing you've ever heard. A 9 out of 10. I can see that. I'm with Stu, the Hall of Famer, Dump Truck Mike. Thank you. Oh, boy. Okay. See? A little more impressed than I was this morning. Well, I mean, it doesn't take a lot for a Dump Truck Mike. <laughs> Simple man, he is. What? Uh, I, I'm not seeing any other scores. Is the text machine broken? Hello? Are we on the air? Yes? Okay, that's it. All right. Okay, 9 out of 10. Good job, Sue. I, 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 I suspect there's an issue with our text machine because yeah. this never happens. Me, me as well. <laughs> so if you're texting, we apologize. We're having some technical issues. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, have you been wondering where are the scooters? They said that they were going to return. They're still not here. We're getting close to Canada Day. Will they be here before the long weekend? Uh, no, doesn't look like it. So apparently the companies who, you know, own the scooters, who have the bids to have them here in our city are still working on getting them ready because Ottawa made so many rules around them this year. Uh, for example, they didn't make a noise last year. They do now. The scooters could park anywhere. Now they can't. The scooters could, you know, drive on sidewalks. Now they can't. So all of these updates have been the reason for the pushback for why we don't have any scooters yet. Um, they announced earlier this year that they would be returning for a new season with fewer scooters, Nine instead of 1,200 that we had last year. Um, I mean, they were already on the roads right now, but uh, apparently one company plans to hopefully have them out by uh, just after July, if you were hoping to get on a ride and use them. Have you ever been on one of those scooters? I used them last summer, and it was so fun. And I'm actually... Kind of sad that they're not here. My parents are in town this weekend. I thought it would be really fun to take them out and, you know, bust around town and, like, get to some places that maybe they wouldn't want to walk to, but not going to happen. Not going to happen. All right. The key to the city. We've only given this away a few times, but we're giving away another key to the city of Ottawa today. It's it's an honor to accept the key to the city. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, right. Bad chance. Um, Brooke Henderson. Oh. Yeah. Most successful professional golfer in Canadian history. You know, no no, no small feat at only the age of 24. Uh, Jim Watson will be presenting her with the city's highest honor uh, later today at the Ottawa Hunt and Golf Club. Uh, she stopped by our building about five years ago. Just the sweetest kid. Wow. Five yeah. years ago when she was yeah. like a teenager? Yeah. <laughs> oh and I remember gosh. meeting her and we took a selfie together and she was so sweet. So very nice. 
Yeah, it's just incredible. I mean, she's 24 years old. She's won 11 uh, LPGA titles, um, and she's she has the most wins of any Canadian golfer on major professional tours at 24, and yeah. that's only going to go on and on and on and on. And yeah. she'll actually be playing pretty close to home really soon. Um, is she not playing at the Canadian Open at the Hunt? Yes, yeah, which is, is going to be here, yeah. so she's pretty excited yeah. to be able to play close to home. That's why she's in town today, because there's a uh, ceremony uh, uh, for the launch of that today it's not today it's later the summer but there's like a media thing later today right right well she's also here to get the key to the city so (laughs) that will be happening later today and that's what's trending it's brought to you by the donnelly automotive group Stuntman's do Angie and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. Now, depending on what school your kids are in, today might be their very last day of school. I think tomorrow is a, a last day for a lot of kids. And you got to celebrate, right? So totally. think about it. You did something when you were a kid. You maybe had like a tradition. And it doesn't matter right. what level you were graduating or finishing school. You kind of had a tradition that you did. Maybe it was something you did with your parents or maybe something you did on your own as a kid on the very last day of school. How did you celebrate? Uh, celebrating the last day of school. I remember dro- getting driven home by the school bus. I remember being on on my way home and uh, we were at an intersection on Sources Boulevard in Dollar Desermaux because I grew up in, on the West Island of Montreal. And somebody decided that was sitting at the back of the bus to... Uh, toss their their binders uh, full of papers out the window. What? And then immediately everyone else started doing it. So I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to be the kid that didn't do it. So I tossed my papers out of my binder into traffic. Really? That's how dumb I was. What did the bus driver then. do? Oh, uh, he yelled at us, and of course we didn't care. Last day is last day we're going to see you. What are you going to do to us? You yeah. can't do anything to us. <laughs> but he was our bus driver again the following year, and he, he warned us when we got on the bus for grade, it was grade 11 the following year, or maybe, I don't know what grade it was. He's like, you're not going to do any of that on my bus this year. You're all going to behave. So you, so this wasn't really a tradition. This was like a one one and done kind of thing. You guys well, didn't really continue it year after year after year. I remember, I remember other times at, at Lindsay Place High School, people would, on the last day of school, have memories of uh, other students taking their papers and throwing them from the stairwell down to the main level because we had like an open atrium. Really? Yeah, and flooding the atrium. with. And now I think of that and I'm like, how irresponsible were we as kids? Yeah. But that sounds like something out of a movie. Like, totally. I, like I, like I could, I, I'm sure there's a movie scene where there's something like that that you guys were trying 100%, to recreate. Hundred percent. I can't believe that happened in real life. I never had any fun like that. <laughs> well, it, it it was fun in the moment, but I don't. You know, looking back on it, I remember how dumb I was because yeah. I wanted because I wasn't the leader. Obviously, I was the kid that would play along. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. to be, just to be cool. Maybe the cool kids will see that I'm, I'm being disruptive. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you didn't go and clean up your mess? No. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. I didn't have a really fun tradition like that um, that we did. But as a family, my parents would take us all out to a restaurant and uh, we'd have dinner, and that was kind of a big deal because we didn't go to restaurants like ever. Where did where did you go to the Ponderosa? <laughs> where was the big place uh, when you were younger? Well, we we would go out in Grand Bend. Uh, the place was called JD's. It had the cool back patio, and I would get chicken fingers and fries and a nice tea. <laughs> it's like I can guarantee you that is what I ordered because that's what I got 
every time we went there and every year that's what we did to wrap up our school year i do recall my my uh great uncle had a red convertible i have no idea what kind of car it was but probably mustang no it wasn't but my parents uh would try and get that car from him to take us out in the car go out for dinner and this thing was like a boat of a vehicle so the whole family of six somehow fit in it there was no seatbelts in the car so that was kind of like our big year-end tradition and how we would end the school year so i mean it was a ton of fun it was so simple like looking back on it wow my parents took us out to dinner (laughs) jb's or jd's 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 what was jd's known for it was just like a pub spot. Yeah, yeah. like a nothing big. Kind of like the Marlboro Pub in North Core. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. something like that. So you know, we want to know uh, maybe how you celebrated and what traditions you had when you wrapped up school. Maybe you've passed them on to your kids now, or what kind of tradition do you have with your kids now for the very last day of school, which could be today for many many students, uh, tomorrow for others. It's kind of like just like the year end week right now. Yeah. So what were those traditions that you celebrated or still do today? Give us a call, 750-1100. You can text it in at 10-0-30. Well, if you're looking for a new tradition on a way to end the school year with your kids maybe this week, you know, a way to have a fun celebration, I can't say that these are all the best suggestions. No, definitely not. <laughs> uh, we got a text here at 10 30 from uh, the tire teacher. She said, at the end of the school year, we got bikes every year. Every year they got a brand new bike? Yes. Holy smokes. That's expensive. Yeah. But, I mean, when you think about it, kids kind of do need a new bike every couple of years. Do they not? Like, you you outgrow them when they're, when they're, when they're young and they're in grade school. You're going to need a bigger bike and, uh, you know, you get an upsize. Uh, we do. We just raise a seat every year. <laughs> Can I get a new bike? No. Eventually. You need a new bike? No, you can't just keep raising the seat forever. <laughs> Eventually, but not anytime soon. <laughs> okay, that's one way to do it. Um, okay, so maybe not the greatest idea. I mean, that's a pretty cool prize for uh, a present for a kid to end totally. the year. As long as your grades are good, you get a new mm-hmm. bike. Um, this, I think, was a really cool idea, and I actually had friends who did this when I got into high school. I thought, wow, what a cool idea. So um, Anne on our Facebook page says that they would go camping, but they would bring all of their school paperwork with them, and they would burn it in a huge bonfire oh, while camping. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, She said they also got an end-of-the-year present. She does this with her kids as well. But, yeah, I had friends who used to do, like, a huge bonfire just, like, burning all of their schoolwork. Because what what else? Like, I mean, why, why keep it? Yeah, I don't. There are people who kept that stuff and they just put it into totes. And like, what what are you going to do with your grade five science? Homework? Exactly. Nothing. Although it is it is cool to look back on it. I still have my grade grade five and six uh, book reports. Of course you do. I do. <laughs> um, this idea maybe not the best idea. Um, I think it's a lot of fun, but as a parent. I think this would be a lot of work. We got this tweeted at us. Um, They would go traveling. They say that their parents had the trailer packed and they would leave to just go wherever on the last day of school. The last day of school, they're ready, they're good, they're ready to go, and they would do one end of the country to the other. 
Could you imagine doing that on the very last day of school? Not a chance. Not with my kids. You roll up to the school. You got the camper. The car's all packed. The kids just hop in and you take off. Like, that takes a lot of planning to be able to pull off something like that. Like, uh, my son just turned 16 in February, and I know he's thinking he's going to get a brand new Mustang from Barhaven Ford, but it's not happening. It's not happening. (laughs) This is a fun idea, though. Ingrid, I love this. She said they were only a class of 26, and they would go to their friend's house, and they would all jump in the pool wearing their school uniforms, even their shoes, and that was just so liberating. What a way to end the school year. I love all those traditions. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? All right, well, the Stanley Cup. There's a new record that was reached when the Avalanche managed to damage the Stanley Cup <laughs> in... Um, just within minutes of receiving this huge trophy. And you can actually see it in their celebratory photos of the team on the ice. Like, this is the first photo the team gets together. (laughs) And there's a massive dent in the bottom of the cup. (laughs) So if you haven't seen that photo already, I mean, we know that the cup gets banged up pretty much every year. It needs to go in for repairs. So this is nothing new. It happens. But this is the very first time that it's ever been damaged on the ice. <laughs> like, the officials are like, mm, what did that take? About five minutes? Yeah. Well, the Stanley Cup is obviously very old, and mm-hmm. it's been through much worse, but it is a new record. And, I mean, they have a lot to celebrate. This yeah. is only the third time in franchise history the team has won, and the first time in over 20 years. So they say the Cup uh, Tour will go on as planned, and, I don't know, they'll figure out when it needs to get to the shop to get it all fixed up. But, yeah, you're right. The cup's old. But, I mean, it's a big dent in the bottom of the cup. Like, yeah. what, is it, what is this thing made out of? Aluminum? Like, is no. it like a cheap metal? I've held the Stanley Cup. It's 35 pounds. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, it's got some it's got some girth to it. But yeah. uh, it's just, they'll fix it. It's I'm, not a big I'm deal. I'm curious who did it. Like, I, I, I haven't figured out who is the culprit of, like, what, did they drop the cup on the ice and so that's what happened? What happened was, is as the skater was making his way towards a team photo, he slipped and the Stanley Cup uh, hit the ice. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. That's what happened. If I was playing in the NHL, that would be me. <laughs> totally. All right, so um, if you think you've you know been there, done that when it comes to Niagara Falls, you're going to have to go back because they've got a brand new look that you can see uh, and like a new vantage point to see the falls. So they've built this new tunnel, and it gives you the chance to stand on a viewing platform at eye level with both the Horseshoe and the American Falls. And it's just this spectacular, magnificent view. Um, It's glass-paneled elevator will take you down 180 feet beneath the historic Niagara Parks power station. And that brings you to the tunnel. You then walk through uh, or 2,200-foot-long tunnel, and that's where you step out on this new viewing platform. It's at the river's edge. And they say you can feel it, you can smell it, you can basically touch the falls from this new platform that they've built and it sounds pretty cool um yeah it, it does i was in niagara falls a couple of years ago and the lineups just to go in that tunnel were really long well so, this is a new tunnel they've got other tunnels underneath the falls this is so, a brand new one that yeah. they've just opened so yeah you're right but i mean you hang out on the side you're nowhere near getting that close if you just like unless you go and you do an experience like this so. yeah totally If Niagara Falls is part of your summer plans, keep that in mind. And uh, that's what's trending.
It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. Love when Angie is off on the show because that means that I win every single day. Janelle, who's made the cut today? Today you're going to be playing with Sebastian and Craig on the line. So Sebastian made it through first. We'll let him pick his categories. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? How old are you? I'm 12. Awesome. You and I are going to win this, guaranteed. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, Janelle, choice of categories? Thanks to Lindsay from Barhaven for sending in these categories. Ugh, Lindsay. Oh, they're not that bad. It's heroes versus villains. So which category do you want, Sebastian? Uh, heroes, please. Okay, heroes. Three, two, one. This is the guy with the uh, big red cape. Uh, Superman? Yes, this is the other one that uh, spews with his web. Spider-Man. Yes, this is... Uh, uh, Michael Keaton played this character in in 1990. Batman. Yes, and uh, Jason Momoa played this this character in The Water. Aquaman. Yes, and um, this is uh, how do I describe this one? Uh, I got a big uh, I got a big hammer. Thor. Yes. yes. Awesome. All right. I don't know. I think he had some help with the Batman one. I don't know if Sebastian would know who Michael Keaton is. Uh, I, w- I was old enough to know who Michael Keaton is. <laughs> okay, thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, no problem. All right. So, How many, you got what, five? Yeah, five. Really, really good. We'll awesome. Hang on the line, guys, and we'll see what happens. All right, and good morning to Craig. Good morning. How are you doing today? Good. You're not going to steal the win from a child, are you? Oh, uh, well, you know... <laughs> Like taking candy from a baby, you know? <laughs> All right. Now, I can't guarantee you, you'll get the win because I think this category is very hard. This one might be a little bit yes. harder than the first one, to be honest. Yes. Uh, your category is villains. Okay, Craig? Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. This is the, the evil lady in the 101 Dalmatians. Oh, Corella. Yes. Yes. And uh, uh, Jack Nicholson played uh, opposite Michael Keaton in in Batman, playing this Joker. character. Yes. And uh, this is the character in the uh, was it Lord of the Rings or no? Um, uh, what character is that in? It was. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, this. Ca- yeah. This category. This. Uh, I, I am in the, the Lord of the Rings. I am. <laughs> I'm trying to imitate this guy. <laughs> I'm doing Gollum. <laughs> I better, I better pass on this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, Craig. Yeah. I tried. That's okay. Interesting impersonation. Uh, you guys only ended up with two, so play again, Craig, okay? Okay, thanks. <laughs> Sebastian. Hello. You're off to the movies, my friend, with your dad. Awesome. Yay. Yeah. Was that, was that Gollum? Was that your best Gollum too, or what? Yeah, right. What well, was I, that? <laughs> I am. I am Gollum. I, I don't remember how Gollum spoke. He, precious. Oh yeah, yeah. That's precious. it. Pre- pre- my precious. My precious. <laughs> hey, Sebastian, you won. Oh, it's so creepy. <laughs> Congrats, guys. Enjoy your time at Landmark Cinemas. Thanks very much. Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. I had the most bizarre, you know, requests when I was out shopping yesterday. If you've been to the mall recently, you'll notice pretty much all the summer gear is on sale right now, which yeah. is my favorite time to go shopping. And yeah. 
I just like to wait until, you know, I start bringing in the new, the new season clothes and get all my summer gear right now. So yesterday in the mall, I'm doing some shopping. I pulled out a bunch of stuff and I'm going to go try it on in the change room. And the, the person working there says to me, can you please hang up all of your clothes on the hangers when you're done? Never in my life have I ever had that question asked to me, and I have no issue with it. I'm just wondering why they even need to say that. Because who are the heathens who are just leaving all of their clothes in the change room, not on hangers or not bringing it out with them when they're done? You're kidding. I may I may have done that a couple of times in my life. You're that that person. Yeah, I'm not all the time, but I've done that. Well, before. now you just shop at Costco and you don't even need to hang up anything. You <laughs> no. can't try anything on there anyway. <laughs> no, you just take it home and return it if it doesn't fit. But you're telling me that you would go into a change room and you would try on things and whatever you don't want, you'd leave in there like balled up on the floor. Not balled up on the floor, but on the uh, the tape, the little uh, seat. No, there's uh, a little what what that's what they're there to do no yes i don't think so i no. think so never in my life like since i was as young as i can remember going into a change room and trying on clothes i always would hang everything back up i mind you maybe didn't do it quite exactly the way that they that they do it because sometimes those hangers are tricky but I would always hang everything up, and then I would take everything that I didn't want and bring it back to the attendant who was like at the change room. But a lot of times, I I, I go to do that, and the the, uh, the service rep says, "No, I'll I'll take care of it." Really? So I'm like, "Okay, that's what you do." I don't know. I just I just kind of thought that it was a silly silly request to make because I thought everybody was doing that. It's like like am I alone? Like in thinking that that's just what you do, or or I mean, you know, if you if, I've never worked in retail, so. Is that supposed to be the way you leave a change room? Just like with all the stuff you didn't want in there, you just take what you want. Well, there's there's a level of respect that I have for the people that work in stores that that I now, because I'm older, realize, and I don't leave stuff in, a, in disarray okay. like I used to do it. But there was a time when I would go into a change room and just leave everything there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're, so, not all, we're not all perfect like you, Janelle. The reason <laughs> the attendant had to say that to me is because of people like you. Okay. Yes. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Mayor Jim Watson will be gifting the key to the city away to one lucky person today. And uh, she might be the youngest person who's ever received this. Brooke Henderson is going to be receiving the key to Ottawa today. What a treat that that woman is. She visited our studio back in 2018, I believe, or 2017, 2018. Wow, she must have been young then. She was, and she came with her sister, and she was just a, a, an awesome person. Yeah, well, uh, very excited to receive the uh, city's highest honor. Of course, she's from Smith Falls. And uh, the ceremony will be happening at the Ottawa Hunt and Golf Club today to recognize her accomplishments. I mean, she is only 24 years old, 11 LPGA titles, and she has the most wins of any Canadian golfer on major professional tours. And obviously at 24, she's only going to continue to um, rack up those titles. She is also going to be able to play close to home this year. So um, the CP Women's Open this year will be held at the Ottawa Hunt and Golf Club today. So, Or not today, uh, this year. So she'll be uh, able to play close to home, which she's pretty excited about. Speaking of sports, uh, in the 2028 
Olympic Games, we might see a very interesting new sport added. What? Do you know the show Ninja Warrior? Uh, yes. So it's like this huge obstacle course. Yeah. And like the fittest of fittest people go through. There's like monkey bars and climbing things and just like a, an insane obstacle course. Apparently, that might actually be added as an Olympic game. Now, it's in the works of being tested out, whether or not they want to use it. And they're actually going to be adding it in potentially to the fifth discipline of the modern pentathlon. So right now, that consists of fencing, swimming, equestrian show jumping, laser pistol shooting, and running. One athlete has to do all of those things in the pentathlon. It's not hard. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. So they're going to get rid of the horse riding uh, component, apparently, and they want to replace it with a ninja warrior. So they're already doing four other insane sports, and now they're going to make them do this insane uh, obstacle course, potentially. Okay, so my Instagram feed will be filled with all these wannabes now (laughs) in front of mirrors at the gym. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's interesting that uh, this, like, you know, hit TV show could basically become an Olympic sport. We could see it in Los Angeles in 2028. Well, if that's what people are watching. Mm-hmm. I know, right? I mean, people are into it already. Think about it. These are just, like, great athletes. Like, then you put, like, the top athletes in the world, Olympic yeah. athletes doing this. Yeah. That would be interesting to watch. And uh, that's what's trending. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. Now, with all of the horror stories we've been hearing about flying right now, you know, hours waiting in lineups and delay after delay, canceled flights, lost luggage... Getting married in a different country is like a risky move. But this couple from Florida had dreams of getting married in Ireland. And they allotted themselves like a buffer period. They had planned to arrive four days before their wedding. And it almost wasn't enough. Oh, no. Yeah. Delay after delay, cancellations, uh, changed flights, 72 hours on board a plane and in the airport and doing all of that stuff, they finally got to their destination. And uh, this is 11 p.m. on the island right before their wedding the next day. And you know what? It gets worse. Their luggage was lost. Of course. So you know what that means? No wedding dress, no tuxedo. They don't have their outfits. They've just barely arrived in time, and I just can't imagine the feeling that you'd be having. Well, their um, photographer uh, was luckily already there, and it's local to the area. And she was like, you know what? We're going to get this sorted out. So um, she immediately on uh, Facebook decided to kind of try and source something for this couple that had just shown up with everything. All they had was their rings. That's literally all they had. And they had been planning this wedding for a long time. So she's like, you know what? We're going to make it work. She goes online and she says, hey, can we do anything for this couple? Can we make it happen? And within hours, um, a wedding dress 
had been donated. Oh, yes. They had a kilt for him to wear. And I think the beautiful thing about this is um, the wedding dress actually came from a, a cafeteria lady who had worked at a school. And that just so happens to be exactly what Amanda, the woman who was the bride-to-be, oh, does great. herself already. So uh, she was able to put this together and um, the couple says it was simply just like a perfect wedding day. They couldn't have done it without the kind generosity of the community and honestly just complete strangers at this point and of course their photographer who was able to whip this all together (laughs) within hours like literally hours before their wedding and um, went off without a hitch. Love it. Great story. Unbelievable. And that's all the feels on Move 100.